Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rabbit Weasel Podcast, episode 38. I'm your host, Jared. I'm here, as always, with my brother, Justin. Justin, hello. How are you? I'm doing well, man. It's good to see you. Um, feels like it's been a couple of weeks since we did one of these, and when we don't do them, I miss doing it, so it's good to yeah. see you. The last one was our, our slightly late New Year's episode on New Year's Evil um <laughs> that was fun and i'm also here with mia as always my sister-in-law mia how are you i'm doing really well yeah good it's been a really nice saturday out this way mm-hmm. time with friends catching up with you wins all around mm-hmm. fantastic well um we are going into a new episode here godzilla this is Godzilla raids again. <laughs> there, to get you that out there. there you go. Struggling here at the beginning. Okay. Uh, and we're doing this kind of out of order because we've already done, first we did the original Godzilla movie. Um, and then we did 1962's Godzilla, King Kong versus Godzilla. And we just skipped this movie because uh, at that time the uh, uh, remake was coming out. So now we're going back to the one that came in the middle. What were you going to say, Justin? I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything at all. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So now it's time to go to the one we skipped, uh, Godzilla Raids again. This is, our plan is to do one every, I think, fourth episode until we eventually get through the whole series because uh, I love Godzilla. And um, some animated ones. I just started the Netflix animated Godzilla series, and sometime we should work in that. It is, it's great. So, are you talking about the the series or the series of like the TV show or the series of movies they did? Uh, I think it's the first. It's like an hour long, and it's set in the future, and humanity escapes from God from Godzilla because Godzilla attacks, and then humanity flees for like ten thousand years, and the first. Uh, bit of, the first thing with it is them coming back and trying to decide if they're gonna stay on earth or not it's about an hour long i don't know if it's a movie or is this anime. singular point that's a singular point i think that's it yeah i think that's yeah it. so i think that's the uh yeah i'd love to cover that stuff too uh i haven't seen that series and i haven't seen the animated movies they did a few years ago not too many people like the movies, but I, I still want to get to them. And at some point, we should talk about the old Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Do you remember that? Gosh, with Godzuki? That. <laughs> <laughs> little baby Godzilla, right? That was Godzuki, yes. Godzuki, yeah. <laughs> um, oh he somehow God. managed to fly, even though he had the smallest wings and he was really fat. Yeah. So uh, he, he was like a cute cartoon character for a while, Godzilla. What's it called? Uh, it was just called Godzilla. It was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon from uh, the 70s. And uh, yeah, well, anyway, I, yeah, we could talk about Godzilla forever. But <laughs> um, this one is Godzilla Raids again. So, you know what, real briefly, we already did this before, but uh, it's been a while since we did a Godzilla episode. Justin, what are your m- memories of Godzilla from being a kid? And then it'll yeah. let me say too. Yeah. I my earliest memories of Godzilla are watching King Kong versus Godzilla and Myrtle Beach. Um uh I recall finding a VHS copy of it. Um and then I remember 
being a big fan of King Kong and you were a big fan of Godzilla. And okay. so that was like a fun competition across us. And uh, so, I mean, I thought it was fun. I always thought the dubs were kind of funny um, once we pieced that together. Fight scenes were cool. And then, you know, we, we had a painting of, it wasn't really uh, Godzilla, but it kind of looks like that in a Barbera one, actually. Now as Mia's pulled it up, but, you know, having Godzilla painted in your room is earlier memory. And then, um, yeah, but I didn't ever see the original until very recently. So those are some of my early King Kong versus Godzilla. And then later on, you know, we watched some of the, the so we had you and I watched them together and would do some marathons together a few times. So I have memories of that too. Yeah, I was uh, huge into Godzilla as a kid. It was one of my biggest hobbies. But uh, Mia, if I remember, it wasn't something that you were big into as a kid, was it? No, it was not. I think my, I was not exposed to, like, I knew he existed, but, like, I've never seen any of the movies or any of the shows, and I think my first Godzilla movie was the, the uh, Godzilla movie with Matthew Broderick. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I can watch that one. That one's even, that one's maybe even worse than this one. I mean. That's a lot of fish. <laughs> yeah well we'll get to that movie at some point too and that's one of the most hated films in the series from serious fans uh i won't go off on that too much all i'll say is that movie did uh bring a lot of attention here in the west you know obviously that was your first so um all right hype well, it was good at hype yeah it was, I mean, it was on taco bell everywhere yeah yeah i we remember those commercials too <laughs> um Okay, so Godzilla raids again. A little bit of well, first let's let's go ahead and get everyone's opinions on this movie. Uh, Mia, I'll let you go first. So you've now seen, I the guess first this is probably what do you think <laughs> this is probably your fourth Godzilla movie. Then I guess uh -huh. the '98 one we watched the original together, Godzilla versus King Kong, King Kong versus Godzilla, and then this one. So what do you think about this movie? Just tell us what you thought. Um, I thought so. Was, their parts were a little bit cartoony, I guess. Um, it was not as fun as the previous one. Um, and even though it was like meant to be like a continuation from the previous one, um, I thought it was kind of like really bland. There wasn't really much other than like Godzilla coming to town. Um, having some fights and then being buried by hoping to ice cubes. <laughs> spoilers, oh, spoilers, 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 spoilers. Spoiler alerts. <laughs> but like, like 60 uh, years old now. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, feel, we I, feel, like, on I, I feel like the special effects were like, they really didn't put much effort into it. Um, but you know, they weren't great in the previous one, but I would love when you can see like, but look like actual little sticky thingies. Standing by can't uh what are those um the ones with the big shooting thing cannons cannons but what are they on top of what are those things called tanks tanks <laughs> <laughs> tanks that's a that's no. what you're looking for tanks <laughs> yeah okay oh my god it's but uh the storylines weren't that impressive but it was okay it's not one of my favorites. Uh, where would you rank this among the ones you've seen? Is this your least favorite? Do you like it? It is my least favorite. Least favorite. Fair enough. Um, so let me go ahead before I get jump to Justin. Let's just add that we watched um, 
the original Japanese version. Um, just to clarify here, we, we weren't watching the American version. I'll talk more about that in a second. But uh, Justin, had you seen this one before? I had not seen this one before. Okay. What did you think? Yeah, I... Um... <laughs> It was also not my favorite Godzilla movie. It, it like it was as described, I guess. Um, it was as described in that it feels it does feel rushed. There is some like bad editing in there that feels like it shouldn't be in there. It drags on in the final act. Um, so there 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 are some cartoony elements, which is part of the series also. Uh, but there were parts of it that I that I really liked as well. Um, but yeah, so it's not my favorite. Um, I like it better than um, some Godzilla movies I've seen that go really cartoony. Like <laughs> where it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I forget what the decade it was where we watched where some of them were, they're basically kids' films. Um, and yeah, this some of those 60s and 70s ones got pretty silly. <laughs> yeah, but this one still has a lot more of the serious tone from God's, from the Gojira movie, I think. Um, I mean, there's like, you know, there's some political stuff going on here for the time period. Um, there's some destruction, post-war stuff going on here. Um, there's pilots flying into things, uh, which was <laughs> yeah, the first yeah, movie yeah. Where that was allowed in a Japanese film, it turns out, at least from the little histor history I was researching. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that it it's also those political elements because the first one was so good with the political elements and the symbolism around Godzilla. It's kind of like Titans. And we've talked about with Attack on Titan and how they do a really nice job symbolizing things. And you still get, you still get uh, some of that in this film and it feels like dealing with the aftermath as much as the actual destruction itself. So. Okay. All right. So uh, basically my thoughts is this was one of the last ones from the uh, original ones that I ever saw. This is not one I somehow I missed it as a kid. I had a pretty big VHS collection of these movies, yeah. uh, many of which I, I still have them. But yeah. uh, <laughs> this one I did not have. I just overlooked it somehow. Um, didn't get around to it until I was already an adult. This is one of the least appreciated of the series i think from serious godzilla fans this is one that doesn't get a lot of love doesn't get talked about a lot and it's not one of my favorites either um well let's give some background first um like i said we did watch the original japanese version and that was kind of a decision which one do we want to watch um but i wanted to watch the original and one one reason why I think this movie doesn't get much respect in America, at least, is because of the version that everybody was exposed to here, which was the American re-edit 1959 called Gigantus the Fire Monster. Um, now, I think we'll, we'll wait till the end to get into the differences between the two movies, um, <laughs> but I think that version really hurt the, the image of the movie. Okay, so what else? Um, this is the last black and white Godzilla movie. It came out in 1955. So after the success, the surprise success, really, of the, the first Godzilla movie, they just rushed this one out. They're like, oh, we got to get another one out and keep this momentum going. And I think it kind of feels 
like a rushed movie a little bit. It feels a little bit cheaper. Uh, Ishiro Honda, who was the genius behind the first one and directed many of these movies, the director, was not available. So we have a different director this time. Uh, Akira Ifakubi, the composer who created the Godzilla theme that's so famous, also wasn't around for this one. Um, so I think the soundtrack really suffers here too with there's these long scenes that have really no sound and they're awkwardly quiet, I think. Um, really though, keeping in mind that this is 1955, the movie's not bad for 1955. I think it's actually pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a big step down from the first one. The tones, most of the tone is gone. Um, the characters are less interesting. A lot of the social commentary is not as significant as the first one, but it's also not as silly and fun as some of the, the later Godzilla movies. So it just feels like kind of a watered down version of the first one. That's not to say I don't like the movie. I like, um, there's plenty that I do like about it, but it's still one of my least favorites. So that's the, um, the basic rundown. Some Can't win them all. Can't win yeah. them all as a takeaway. <laughs> but um, all right. So keep in mind, this is the second Godzilla movie ever made. We're in 1955. We are talking about the Japanese version. So if you haven't seen the Japanese version, uh, it's very different. And like I said, if we have time, we'll talk about some of those differences at the end. But you guys ready to jump into the plot? Let's hear it. Let's do it. Okay. So it uh, starts with a plane flown by Kobayashi. He is flying over the ocean, reporting on the location of schools of fish. He works for a fishing company. Um, this was back when there were more fish in the ocean and you could just fly over and see them. <laughs> but uh, that was like a job. Uh, yeah, your job was just, hey, there's a bunch of fish over there, go that way. But uh, anyways, his engine fails. So he has to make an emergency landing on an uninhabited island. Okay, now there's another pilot. Uh, I may get his name wrong here. Tsukioka, is that right? Tsukioka, Tsukioka, Tsukioki. Um, anyways, he comes to the island to check on him. Now, why don't they leave right away? Um, you see them there and they're just kind of like camping out with a fire. Was that, did I miss something? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not clear why they're there. Cause then, then they're not there. They could have right. worked the whole time. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's not really clear what's going on. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the idea here is let's let's show Godzilla really quickly. Um, but my best guess is maybe the plane isn't big enough for two people, so they have to wait for backup, or he's running out of fuel because they went off course. I don't know. It's not explained. He goes to the island, they're okay, and they just kind of make a little campfire <laughs> instead of leaving right away, uh, which turns out to be dangerous because who else is on the island? Godzilla. Godzilla. Yes. Now, wait a second. Don't you guys remember how the last movie ended? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he was killed by the, it was the oxygen uh, destroyer. Oxygen destroyer. Um, mm -hmm. And turned into a skeleton, right? Like last time we saw Godzilla, Godzilla was like a legit skeleton, gone, done, dead. Yes. So this is a different Godzilla. Just go with it. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much the base, the yeah. best the movie can give you. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. This is before Marvel perfected going back and bringing characters back to life. Uh, we had not figured out the formula for doing that yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you know, it wasn't unusual. Even the uh, uh, universal horror movies of the 30s and 40s, they would always kill the monster and then it's back. But this was kind of funny because they don't bring Godzilla back. They're like, oh, it's a different one. And <laughs> just go with it. But they still call it Godzilla, you know. It's the Michael uh, Myers <laughs> Yeah. It's gigantus. Yeah. Yeah. We're the Jason of Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they could have said something like, oh, I don't know. There, there's there's no way to really bring him back in a not silly way. So it's just it's just a different Godzilla. We're gonna call him Godzilla. Shut up, everybody. Okay. <laughs> don't ask any questions. <laughs> yeah, stop. Um yeah, and but also for the first time, we start a tradition here. Uh Godzilla isn't alone, he is fighting. Another monster, you guys know, remember how to say his name. Everyone always has a hard time with this name. Angerous. Yes. Uh, I think in later, when you get to dubs and stuff like that, it's said differently in later Angerous. Uh, I think yeah. that's how they said it in the movie. Yeah. Angerous. 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 We'll go with Angerous. That's what it sounds like. And uh, when when you listen to them actually speaking in Japanese, it sounds like Angiris, so that's what we're going with. Although if you want to have a different name, that's fine. Ghidorah, Ghidra, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so hey, we're less than ten minutes in, and there's Godzilla, and there's another monster, and they're fighting. This is great, but it only lasts what ten seconds. <laughs> yeah. um, they fall, they just, is this where they fall into? Yeah, they fall over into the water. Yeah, they just fall into the ocean, which is kind of similar to what happens at the end of King Kong versus Godzilla. Um, okay, so we now know there's a new Godzilla, there's another monster this time, and then somehow the protagonists are just back in society. We don't really see how they get away or anything. We're, we're moving along pretty quickly uh, here at the beginning. Ah, now I've talked about this before. We get to the obligatory scene in these kind of movies where you have a bunch of like serious people sitting around in a room just telling us what's going on and telling us what they're going to do about it. Uh, who do we have? We've got like the leader of the fishing company, mm -hmm. uh, the men who have seen it, some military people or something. Yeah, they're just like giving us a little science lesson. Uh, yeah, and it's the one professor's back too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, forgetting there's, there's that. No hope. There's no hope. Yeah. Right. I'm forgetting that actor's name, but yeah, he's, he's a good actor. Um, and oh but it, it's kind of funny they even like get out a little dinosaur book for us you know and read they literally open up the book and start reading the book to us <laughs> which is um fun i don't the know the book was pretty great too um it was like describing their behaviors and details that um it was kind of absurd <laughs> yeah um, there's no way you would know that what's he saying like oh Angiris was um a very aggressive animal that didn't get along with anybody like you don't know that i mean you could know it was a meat eater but <laughs> they found fossils of Angiris giving the finger to the right. <laughs> <laughs> bury me this way Angiris said <laughs> that's how we knew he did not get along with other species <laughs> so at this point we're still going with that they're just dinosaurs basically he was an ankylosaurus something like that so anyways, uh, <laughs> it's hard not to tune out. After you've seen enough of these movies, you're like, okay, here's the scene. We're all just going to sit down and talk. But um, so that's kind of funny. Oh, and we get a little compilation. Godzilla's Greatest Hits 
He's like, hey, everybody, in case you don't remember what happened just a few months ago where the giant monster destroyed the whole city, let's watch some clips. <laughs> so, um, I kind of like this. Uh, so the movie isn't as serious as the first one, as we talked about, but uh, it is a little awkward. And in modern times, it's like there's no sound and it's really long, uh, mm -hmm. it feels like. But from from a like a dark storytelling standpoint, the fact that they all just like closed out the windows, sat around and watched Godzilla destroy and crush Tokyo all over again, right before they're worried about him coming uh, into other parts of Japan. It's kind of eerie a little bit to see the clips from the other movie and there's no sound and they're just sitting in the darkness and we're all just sitting in quiet watching Godzilla crush Tokyo. So it was a little eerie too, I thought. Yeah, and it's a decent way to remind everybody what, what happened in the last movie, but it just seems weird. I mean, it's like, hey, we're all going to watch 9-11 footage, but if 9-11 destroyed the entire city. So let's all just sit down and watch what happens. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, it's there's no sound. You're right. They just, like, they close the they close the windows. They have a projector, and it's just no sound and no light. We're just watching Godzilla's destruction for a little while there. Um, all right, so now we know what we're dealing with, and now why, why can we not, uh, Mia, why can we not just kill, kill Godzilla again? We dropped the oxygen destroyer on him last movie. Do you remember why? Uh, yeah, the scientist that created it died with him, didn't he? Yeah, that's Sarah right. That was a Zawa? big... Sarizawa? Uh-huh. Dr. Sarizawa. That was a big part of the last movie was... Um, you know, should I use this potential life-saving weapon that could also become the worst weapon ever? Uh, okay, I will, but I'm going to die with it, so no one can ever make me use it again, you know? Unfortunately, hey, there's a more giant monster, so, ooh. Um, but, we, so we can't use the Oxygen Destroyer again. And uh, Mia, what else? So what are they, what's their plan now? What are we going to do if Godzilla shows up? So they've concocted a plan, which is they found out that Godzilla is attracted to bright lights. And if he appears near the city, they will evacuate the city, shut off all the power, and use flares to lure him back into the ocean. Uh, but for now, because they can only follow his movements, they try to determine where he will come to land next because they can't tell. Yep, that's so right. Shiny bright lights will get anybody. <laughs> So I learned also doing a little bit of research on this film that that is what Japanese towns did to during World War II to uh, make it hard for bombers to hit their cities. So here's another like historical social moment very quickly after the war. There's like images of it again where they're having to do it again in the movie and all the lights are shut off and it's like scary and a lot of unknowns um so this is uh some social imagery of the time that would probably have been pretty jarring uh at the tail end of world war ii oh that's really interesting uh, i didn't know about that um yeah that's great so it kind of the audiences would have recognized that immediately at the time you know uh, just this image of everything so we're just sitting in the dark hoping we don't die <laughs> uh yeah. Where did you re read that? Was that just on like Wikipedia? Did you want so, your I'll pull it back up and maybe we can post it. Uh, but it was from a YouTube video. It's a, it was just a, a guy that was doing a history of Godzilla raids again. And uh, you could type in Godzilla raids again history on YouTube and it would pull up 
and it was really good. Um, and this was one of the one of the things the guy was talking about. All right, we'll have to try and uh, remember to post that after we post this episode. That's great. Yeah, that's you know little stuff like that makes you appreciate um, the film more. But uh, for now, it starts off kind of a kind of a Amazon dark tone. Whoa! I got uh, it. <laughs> we found it, everybody. It was a uh, for Amazon. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to make sure this person gets credit, though. It's Big Action Bill is the YouTube channel, and it's the history of Godzilla Raids again, 1955, and there's some really cool history stuff uh, that I'm sharing, and that's the that's the source. All right. Shout out to you, you sir. We'll, we'll try to uh, link to the video. If not, Big Action Bill, history of Godzilla Raids again. Yep, and it came out last year, actually, almost a All year right. ago to the date. All right. Fantastic. So... Um, we start off on kind of a dark tone here after the kind of fun opening there's nothing we can do to stop Godzilla everybody we're just going to have to watch him and if he comes we'll turn off all the power uh, get everybody out of the city and try and lure him away so that's the best we can do for now Um, (laughs) no plan yeah (laughs) Uh, no defensive plan we're just going to lure him away hopefully yeah well after about uh, all this, about 15 minutes of this, um, we're waiting for Godzilla to show up again. Uh, and he shows up. He doesn't come to Tokyo. Um, so the old joke is, how do they always rebuild to- Tokyo? Well, at least here, he doesn't come back to Tokyo. He comes to Osaka. We've been to Osaka. Yes, yes. we have. Yeah. Uh, Mia, what do you remember about Osaka? Any memories? Um, or I definitely remember the castle. Um which we have this amazing picture and we were just reminiscing on the other day um, that we should all go back and like as like a five-year anniversary of our trip and go to the same spots or just go to the, and recreate that same picture. Um, but I remember the castle. I remember the food. I think uh, I remember all the like animal encounters. Uh, I had such a great time with our group. Was, is Osaka where Nara was? Yep. Yep. Yeah, Nara, Japan. Look that up, everybody. It's the town where, uh, not to go off on too long of a tangent, but they have wild deer that basically just live alongside the people. It's really interesting and cool. Uh, yep. But Osaka was great. Just um, so the castle that gets destroyed in this movie, we've been there. That's yeah, cool. I'm like staring at a picture of us. It's on our refrigerator of the group of us that went to Japan in front of that castle. Uh, yeah. I was going to try to screen share, but I couldn't. Uh, yeah, it's uh, we were there and uh, it was not destroyed. It was it was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Justin, anything else to say about Osaka? I think we went to Tokyo. We went to Osaka. I mean, Tokyo was amazing, but I think uh, if I had to pick, I might would go back to Osaka. It was just Tokyo was kind of overwhelming, but Osaka is really just a nice place. We went to Kyoto. We went to Kyoto as well. Yeah, the, right. so the in you know the the bowing deer is really cool in Nara. Oh, um, and uh, I was just pulling out the picture too of the giant uh, Buddha statue, mm-hmm. uh, the giant temple, uh, temple like that was there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really liked Osaka. My favorite was probably uh, was it Kyoto where the um, where the monkeys were. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kyoto uh, in the um, quiet kind of mountain town where the monkeys were and some of the nature stuff was probably my Oh, favorite. I also really enjoyed when we went onto that boat 
in that one little city where oh, it was yeah. just like what mountains and we couldn't get we couldn't get to see Mount Fuji and it was active so we couldn't get to go hike the area. What's the name of that? Uh, I can't remember. Have to look it up. But anyways, yeah, those of you listening to this, if you're a big Godzilla fan, you've probably considered going to Tokyo one day or uh, going to Japan one day, I should say. Definitely do it if you have the the money and time go there because it's it's amazing japan's amazing i live really close to it now as soon as this mess is over and we can travel again it costs me like 200 dollars to fly to japan so we'll all go back soon go ahead mia the statues i remember the statues of godzilla and then there's a giant replica of godzilla's head on top of one of the movie theaters i yeah. think yeah that was I in tokyo right exactly, yeah. but it was in tokyo yeah it was on the yeah. top of the hotel and uh, we went up there and like every 30 minutes or something like that it does the classic godzilla screech we took like a whole video of it and sent it to you uh because you weren't with us at that point it's yeah anyways japan's great yeah yeah everybody should go i definitely encourage you to once we get to uh get back to when we can do that it's uh one of my favorite places so it, i'm glad it wasn't not everyone, a not everyone uh, all at once um yeah uh, japanese wouldn't care just for a that. couple yeah. <laughs> not, not everyone all at once uh, small uh, groups do a little bit of research on the culture please don't be the loud foreigner who just yeah, has no respect yeah. for <laughs> but uh all right japan's awesome shout out to japan i'm glad it didn't let me down all right so where where were we oh yeah godzilla comes is coming to osaka so they put the um plan into action that mia just told us about and uh if you're waiting for monster action you might be a little disappointed here because the first time we see godzilla he quickly falls into the ocean the next time we see him the plan works and he just turns around and starts walking back <laughs> but yeah. uh, things do screw up pretty quickly and we get kind of like this second act subplot going on um uh, yeah with the prisoners <laughs> yeah so as part of I mean, they're evacuating the whole city, and I guess they're not just going to leave the prisoners there to get stomped on. That's nice. So, Justin, so yeah, tell us about this whole thing with the, the prisoners, what they do, and how they screw everything up. Yeah. So the movie has, like, a number of coincidences, as movies sometimes do, for storytelling effect. Um, but this one, I thought, was almost too much for me. In yeah. the moment. Um, so, I mean, the, the, the short is there's, like, a a van full of prisoners and they they break out and they're trying to like escape and they don't have a good plan really and they're just wandering about um and <laughs> so they like um they're they're struggling to like escape and then all of a sudden there are the two guys uh Kiboyashi and man, Tsukioka. Tsukioka. And they're just like hanging out in the same area this happens to be taking place uh, in a car. And then the police come in and they're like, follow them. <laughs> um, which uh, was. Well, they steal a truck and they get in the truck and then suddenly, like, they're they're being followed by the cops and the two guys and then somehow get launched into <laughs> like a whole bunch of like i wouldn't say propane but like combustible mm -hmm. um yeah some some kind of gas or oil something yeah tanker you know that they, they they just steal uh and they go on uh there's a police chase through the abandoned town 
And yeah, they're going so fast that they uh, end up cr having a horrible crash in an industrial zone. So <laughs> the van explodes. Uh, it sets all the industrial stuff like oil refinery, wherever we're at on fire. There's a gigantic fire in the middle of the city, uh, which is a problem because we've established that Godzilla has attracted the light. That's why we turned off all the lights in the city, assholes. Um, <laughs> and so, of course, Godzilla is drawn back to the city when he sees the fire. Uh, so, yeah, the whole criminal subplot thing, it's just like for a little while there, we're just following these uh, criminals around the city as they run around, and it's kind of silly. But um, the silliest part, though, is how they break free. They're, you know, they're in the van, and there's like a, a guard in the back with them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what did they do they they like jump the guard and they jump the guards and block the window from the drivers and the driver's like what's going on and they're like prisoner number 36 is having a seizure again and they're like oh oh okay <laughs> and they just like go back to what they're doing yeah i don't need to check with the guard who's back there i don't know why he's not talking but uh, <laughs> yeah and then they realize they overpower the guard get his gun so the drivers stop the truck to try and deal with the prisoners, at which point they all make a run for it. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, there's this whole subplot with the criminals running around and they screw everything up. But um, all right. So now Godzilla's back to the city and it's time for all kind of the traditional Godzilla stuff. We've got airplanes. We've got tanks firing missiles. And of course, they do nothing. Um, but I love this, especially with, you know, modern Blu-ray. I was watching the Criterion Collection on a big screen TV, uh, you can clearly see um, the miniature tanks, which you know the tanks are miniature, that's fine. But you can see the little dolls they use for yeah. soldiers. <laughs> all those, yeah. That's great. We had it on our projector screen and uh, multiple times we were like, oh, look at the little dolls wearing their little white helmets, uh, <laughs> uh, shooting the rockets, uh, shooting the cannons. Yeah, I think most of, again, for the time, most of the miniature work is really impressive in these movies. But yeah, then sometimes you just see a little doll. It's supposed yeah. to be a person. <laughs> so yeah, the effects were um, a little more rushed here. Uh, okay, so, oh yeah, right after Godzilla shows up, uh, Anguirus is right behind him, of course. So now it's time for them to fight. All right, I have some stuff to say about this fight, but first... What do you guys think about when we finally get to the, the fighting part of the movie? Anybody? Well, so, I mean, it's uh, it's not uh, as good as later fights. We're, we're So we're in a pre-CGI world. They're still figuring out how to, um, how to pull this off. The thing that I noticed, uh, without going into too much details about the fight, about the fighting styles, that I couldn't decide if I liked or not, um but is the random kind of speed up of the fights so they're like fighting and then all of a sudden they it's like fast forward 1.25 or something yeah. um and it happens really kind of quick and i don't know it was a little weird it was also a little disorienting sometimes like almost kind of like at a pace that like say when i'm playing with the dogs and clemmy jumps really quickly it's at a pace that i can't quite respond to Right. So it has a little bit of that vibe to it as well. So, uh, but, so, you know, it, it does feel like they just kind of charge one another really quickly. And right. um, so those are some of my thoughts, I guess. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. 
I think, so a few things to say here. Um, first about why it looks like that. So there's a, uh, there's a people story. who, the ser serious fans, um, you know, you, maybe you already knew this if you watch documentaries and stuff. Basically, the director wanted to, what? Huh? Serious fans like me know <laughs> these things. The rest of you should listen for a moment. <laughs> what I meant was I I'm trying, mean. like, I'm not the expert here. There's a lot of other people who know this. Anyways, <laughs> so they wanted to film the fights in slow motion as to make it look kind of big and imposing, but they cranked the camera wrong and it ended up being filmed in fast motion. And then the director decided, oh, I actually kind of like this. So they just went with it. So that's why sometimes it feels super fast. Um, now, this, this is very different from later movies. So for me, who saw this one kind of last, it's different. Um, oh, it's a little, well, different. Um, I kind of like it a little bit because like you just said, Justin, they do look more like animals fighting. You know, if you've seen dogs fight or real animals fight, they just go at each other at super fast speed, you know? So that kind of makes sense. They do feel more animalistic. Um, but at the same time... As human that attacked me. Superhuman sp speed. Yeah. Um, That's how I respond to that. <laughs> but I feel like most of the fighting is just pushing here. Yeah. You know, they're just running into each other. It looks, it looks kind of like a sumo match. And I'm not just saying that because it's a Japanese movie. If you've ever watched Ooh, Sumo. Man. Uh, wow, you, can't, you can't make culturally appropriate references like that within a culturally appropriate movie. <laughs> it's just racist. Right. But um, that's what it looks like. They're just pushing into each other, trying to shove each other, right? With a little bit of neck biting. So, uh, yeah, it's very <laughs> different. <laughs> In Sumo, they don't bite each other's necks. A little bit of necking, as they used to uh, say. Uh, <laughs> Um, except there's a couple of bad moments, I think, when they're biting each other's necks, where it's clearly just like, okay, just set the head on its neck, you know, yeah. there's no, there's no one in the costume. Um, again, keeping in mind 1955, compare, compare it to the other stuff that was happening at this time. I mean, there were movies where they would just have like two real animals and put a little costume on the animals and record them fighting and stuff like that. But so it's not bad for the time, but, um, yeah, that's what's going on there. Um, I, there's some decent atmosphere going on here with it still being dark and everything's on fire. I like the miniature work. It's still good, but it's cheapened a little bit because most of the damage here is done by the criminals, not the monsters. Although usually Godzilla comes and sets the city on fire, but here's the criminals that set the city on fire. So, but um yeah, when the monsters do destroy buildings, I mean, that miniature work is still pretty impressive, I think. Um, that's really hard to do. So, and they use some good camera work here, like same tricks from the first movie, like low camera angles and the way they frame them in the camera to make the monsters look big. So, yeah, there's some, the fight's worth it, you know, worth seeing. Um, oh, yeah, the criminals get their due. You guys remember what happens to them? Anybody? Um, so they actually some there's many of them they all get different killed in different ways some of them get shot I think buildings fall on some of them but the last few ones they run down into a subway to escape from the monsters but the fighting causes like a, a massive flood so they just drown underground 
pretty brutal death yeah um all right so who wins the fight godzilla yeah he bites into his neck and there's this great uh blood scene of uh um angerous (laughs) angerous neck Uh, and then he uses godzilla atomic breath right yes yes um (laughs) godzilla finally wears him down for a second you guys were like wait did Godzilla lose the fight? And then yeah, 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 yeah. 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 my face was like fear. I was mm-hmm. like, wait, he won, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the, the name Godzilla of the movie is not Angerus. <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla raids again, damn it. <laughs> right. But yeah, that's how he finally, they seem to get tired. I think Godzilla wears him down and then he gets a really good bite to his neck. And it's pretty, pretty graphic. I mean, it's black and white, so you can't really tell. But he just chomps down on his neck and there's blood pouring out and he kills him basically. And then to make sure he's dead, he throws him on the ground and blasts him, sets him on fire with his atomic breath. So yeah, Godzilla wins his first battle. Um, And then he heads back into the ocean. Now, believe it or not, we're only two thirds into this movie. It feels like that's kind of the ending, but we still got another act. So no, 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 this movie never lets you go. It just, (laughs) you think it's the final act and it's not. And then you think it's the final act and then it's not. It's only an hour and 20 minutes too. I know. I know. It does drag a little bit. Yeah. Um, And I I should talk about here. I've skipped over most of the human stuff um, just because I'm not really interested in most of it. I only really remember two characters' names. Um, There's some romance stuff going on. Uh, Sukioka, or however you say his name, uh, is engaged. And Kobayashi has like a crush on one of the girls who works at the company. So that becomes an issue. But um, what about you guys? Did do you have anything to say about the characters here? Did you like any of them or? Um, not very much. I mean, they're not very memorable. Other than like, I think the what I remember the most is the two pilots and the boss's daughter that does all the, you know, they call her and they say that she's nagging on the little, uh, on the little <laughs> headphones. She's like. <laughs> Blah, 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 you know, flirting because she's dating the guy uh, or they're engaged. And then, um, but that's kind of it. They're not really, they're not really, I guess towards the end, it's a little bit more impactful, but they don't really have that much of a storyline. And and then there was the section where they're like somewhere where so I was a little confused about it, but, um, but was the, was the other lady in that little picture, the other lady next to the boss's daughter that was also doing messages yeah so kobayashi has a crush on the girl who works with sukioka's fiance mm-hmm. so the other girl who works on the intercom uh telecommunications um and that becomes kind of sweet at the end where you well we'll get to that basically to catch everybody up here i've skipped over most of it there's there's people running around doing some stuff but um the main two characters um so the the fishing company everything is destroyed basically here in osaka so they're like okay this is a loss we'll just focus our efforts on our hokkaido branch and they send kobayashi over there so he can keep working and for a while we're just kind of 
following him around. You know, I, I like that. That's a fun thing about old movies. Let's just take some while to fl- take some time to fly over the ocean. Look at the boats. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, but uh, he does his job. It's established that everybody likes him. So, oh no. Um, <laughs> they, he goes to a party where everyone from the company, I get, it doesn't say how long, but this is obviously sometime later. First of all, it's snowing now. Um, so yeah, he goes to this party and I do kind of like this scene. <laughs> It's just all these businessmen get together, get drunk on sake and sing and dance in this yeah. traditional Japanese setting. It's kind of cool. You know, they're on the floor, like clapping and chugging sake. <laughs> um, Apparently like in it. the American version, they in that scene, they swap in for he's a jolly good fellow. Yes. Yes. Freaking hilarious. <laughs> we won't get home till the morning. We won't. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh okay it's great stuff but anyway soon they get the news that one of their fishing boats has sunk and it must be godzilla of course so the next morning sukioka he goes out in his plane to search for survivors of course he sees godzilla uh and he follows godzilla to an an icy island which there's a lot of those in the warm pacific waters off the coast of japan (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) this was was back when global cooling was a big problem i guess and all the islands around japan were just frozen (laughs) uh i don't know maybe they got really far away but anyways um kobayashi comes to switch out with him again this is always the point in the movie where you're like why are these the random people like still around you know you're involved in the plot so you get to hang out with the military people and (laughs) Yeah. Um, just let the military take over. You go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Kobayashi comes to switch out for him and keep an eye on Godzilla while they let the um, military know what's going on here. And we also have some of the worst shots in the movie, and it's really some of the worst shots in the whole series. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Where we're flying over Godzilla and they look down at him, and it's obviously just like an action figure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 This this isn't like, you know, the little figures of the people we were laughing about earlier where they're just kind of in the background. You may not even notice them. This is the main focus is Godzilla standing on the island, but he's completely still. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not good. (laughs) But, uh, well, I guess Mia will turn it back over to you. Um, So where were we? We, Kobayashi has spotted the, uh, spotted Godzilla or he's following, flying around watching Godzilla. We've called in the military. Uh, take it over, Mia. So, so um, the military is going to send checks. And so while he waits for the planes to arrive, Kobayashi just tries to distract Godzilla to keep him from leaving the area. And then when the planes do arrive, their bombs again have no effect. And Kobayashi's plane is hit by, as, he, as he's trying to like swoop by, um, and distract Godzilla, Kobayashi's plane is hit by Godzilla's atomic breath, causing it to crash into the mountain, starting mm. an avalanche. Mm. Oh, then the pilots begin further bombing the mountains before first being like, oh no, Kobayashi. And then they're yeah. like, look at what he did. All right, we're going to bomb the mountain. Yeah. And they recovered very quickly. Right. And then they further start bombing the mountains, causing more avalanches, partially burying Godzilla in ice cubes. Yeah, so there's a lot going on here um 
it's a kamikaze in a Japanese film right after World War II. Just uh, so everyone's yeah. career that happened, um, which is pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think about too when I see this scene. Um, I don't know if it was, I find it hard to believe it wasn't intentional, you know, um, yeah. that what they were thinking here is kamikaze. But at least the difference is here, he doesn't intentionally kill himself. It's, an ac it's accidental, but it still shows them how to win the fight, right, against. <laughs> um, but so I like, I like this. Basically, we didn't explain Godzilla's in this, on this island. He's surrounded on three sides by mountains. There's only one way out. So um, uh, they realize, oh, okay, maybe we can bury him in ice. And I have to say, I really like this ending. I think it's very creative. Like, oh, let's trap him in the mountains and bury him, bury him in ice. But it looks like they just poured ice cubes on him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't like it. Maybe other people like it. But to me, it just looks like Godzilla's standing in giant ice cubes. <laughs> Yeah, we were we were kind of um, we were kind of laughing a little bit uh, at the scene with all the large, very square ice cubes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> stacked around Godzilla. Yeah, apparently, I mean, and that's that's not a figure; that's a man in a suit. So I think they actually did get like large ice cubes, or maybe apparently they it's were... actual ice. Yeah, apparently it's actual yeah. ice, what which ice is heavy. Cream. I'm sure. I'm sure it wasn't fun to film. Those suits were heavy and awkward enough, but then to be surrounded by all that heavy ice, I'm sure it wasn't fun. Uh, but the end result, I just don't think it looks that great. Um, if you like it, that's great. But to me, that is kind of one of those little moments where I'm like, ee! Uh, <laughs> but things are a little off here. In my mind, I remembered this scene a little bit differently. They don't finish it here. They they take some time off and they have to go back <laughs> break smoke break <laughs> yeah they have to like fly back to japan i guess reload form a plan uh have a meeting get reload the weapons um they put explosive barrels um on boats the plan is to explode the barrels to seal off godzilla's exit so they can trap him there and take the boats back to the island and all the, all this happens who knows how long that should take Godzilla's just still chilling in the ice which he can at any time smash out of so what there's some weird timing going on there and somehow the boats get there before the planes I don't know um but uh, anyways the plan the plan works they the get to the island before the planes yeah I don't maybe, know. The, maybe the boats were coming as like the in-between volley in between them having to refill. Well, okay, I have a bone to pick with that scene, and it is they go back right to refill on missiles, and yet at the very end he has like endless missiles. Right, right. <laughs> oh gosh, there were so many missiles over and over and over and over again. So there's a lot of cool ideas here. I like the way they defeat Godzilla. We don't just come up with another super powerful bomb and blow him up. Um, we trap him uh in ice it's, it's a cool idea but yeah there's some weird weird little plot stuff going plot holes there i think but uh anyways it's a cool scene uh when they finally get back they do drop the barrels on the island they blow them up trapping godzilla and then they start dive bombing right um all right kobayashi showed us the way everybody we're gonna fly down 
shoot the mountains, cause avalanches, pull out at the last second so you don't crash. And then um, we're just going to keep doing that until Godzilla's buried. And a lot of the pilots get killed, but the plan works. Work. And Godzilla is buried alive. Uh, I guess they take a moment to be sad for Kobayashi. And that's the end of the movie. Woohoo! We made it. Yeah. So anything else to say about the movie or the ending? I think we have some time. I'd like to talk about some of the differences, but anything we didn't cover, you guys would like to mention? <laughs> no, I think there are, there are parts about the getting stuck in ice part at the end that are kind of fun. It's uh, the ice cube part makes it feel a little silly uh, when it's not trying to be silly. Um, and the repetitive, like five minutes of bombing was three minutes too much of bombing <laughs> right uh, it goes on a little long so but you know to your point it's 1955 i mean the norms of scene setting and those kind of things were very different in 1955 so you know it's not that out of uh, out of realm um but the ice cubes really were but they're all just perfectly <laughs> cubes yeah <laughs> it's like please stop and it, it should have been more snow, right? Because the mountains aren't just mm-hmm. giant icebergs. Like, I, well, yeah, white ice cubes or like transparent ice cubes. Oh, yeah. Like snow or something. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much the movie again. We watched the original Japanese version, but now let's talk about the American version. Some of you listening here, you, maybe you grew up with this version. Uh, I think this one was mostly lost until, at least in the West, mostly no one saw it until the 80s when you started getting VHS releases and stuff like that. Uh, But this was probably the version, if you watched this as a kid, that you watched. Uh, And it wasn't just dubbed in English. There was a lot of changes here. This one has more more edits than many of the other movies. Well, I mean, the first one, they put an entire new character in, but uh, (laughs) Raymond Burr. But okay, so Justin, did you in your video? Did you see? Did they talk about the American edit at all? The one you- they did. They talked about the American edit. Um, this particular person was thought the edits were were well done uh, some of the time, and some of the time not. Um, but yeah, it's uh, at added some new characters. Some of the voiceovers, like George Takai, and there was another like classic voiceover uh, in it and um it added there were a couple of scenes that they relied more on stock dark footage and stock uh, music and the puppetry of godzilla that added a little bit more to the, the horror part of it um i mean i haven't seen it but that's what this commentator was saying mm-hmm. i have seen both versions um the so does that make you a serious? Uh... Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, yes, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, damn it! Hardcore. I have seen all these movies many times. Yes, I think. Okay. Is a collector. I think he should own it. Uh, he is a fucking <laughs> serious student of Godzilla. I, I have. Oh, this is a good time to brag. Uh, I have a prop from Godzilla versus. Oh, which one was it? Was it Godzilla? Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the American version that came out a few years ago. The second one where he fights Ghidorah. Mm -hmm. We have a friend, I won't mention any names here, but thank you, who worked on the set. And he 
stole something for me. <laughs> um, it's just a pile of um, like destroyed building, a piece of a destroyed building. And he took it and gave it to me. So I have it back home on the wall. It's like a, like a burnt, bent beam. So yeah, I actually have something from the movie, which is kind of cool. Thank you for that. But, uh, and then I put it up on the wall and put my figures on it. There's a lot of fun stories that involve this anonymous person. Jared, uh, I can't believe you're not mentioning the gifts I got you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. Those are on the shelf as well, Mia. Yeah, also yes. on the shelf. Godzilla yeah. figures. Uh, I've got the little wow. coin, coin Godzilla thing. Have you seen that? Yeah. Um, you put the quarter in, Godzilla pops out and takes your money. Uh, yeah, that's a good yeah. one that you got him. And then I got him the clock. The clock's the one that I remembered, yeah. The clock, yeah, it's like one of those records that's etched to look uh, like a uh, shape like Godzilla tearing down the power lines. That's on the wall too, yeah. Classic. Uh, so yeah, I've got some good Godzilla stuff, but anyways. Oh yeah, differences, differences between the movies here. Um, <laughs> yes, like you said, Justin, a lot, a lot more stock footage. Um, there's a constant narrator, like Kobayashi is a, a narrator. So the movie starts off, a lot of the movie, there's narrator telling us what's going on. Um, the dubbing, of course, is just as silly in this one as it was in a lot of those movies, particularly Kobayashi. They gave him a silly, silly voice. I kind of describe it as like Barney Rubble from the Flintstones, but higher and dumber. <laughs> it's really comical. Yeah, the video that I saw showed a clip of it, and it's uh, it's racist. Uh, it's, uh, that is actually kind of racist the dub is pretty pretty intense um so there you go uh, yeah it's it's it makes him into an idiot yeah yeah um and uh yeah so oh they got rid of the the score for the most part is replaced by stock music they had from other movies um the weirdest part though is they got rid of for the most part, at least, they got rid of Godzilla's roar and used Angiris' roar for both of them, which doesn't make any sense that they have the same roar. Well, apparently they justified it by like some common background in the narrative for the new characters because it wasn't Godzilla. They were both like space, they were both like prehistoric or space monsters. And there's like a whole reason why they used Ang Angira's yeah. voice, apparently. Yeah. Thank you. I completely skipped over the main point there. The movie is not called Godzilla. It's called Gigantus. Gigantus, the fire monster. Fire. Um, and I skipped over that. The reason was, their thought was, oh, uh, let's let people not think this is another Godzilla movie. Let's let them think this is a different movie altogether. Um, and it kind of makes sense, right? Because Godzilla was obviously killed in the first one. So Let's just have this be kind of a different monster, but it's it's Godzilla. <laughs> so Gigantus, the fire monster. Yeah, they were trying to go with the idea that it's not Godzilla, it's Gigantus, whatever Gigantus is. So um, yeah, there was also, there's one thing I do like, um, the scene where on the projector where we watch Godzilla's um, clips from the first movie is completely different. There's like more science documentary kind of stuff there. So there's a lot of differences here. Apparently too in the, um, I think it's the, gosh, I can remember now, but in a like mid 2000s video game, Godzilla video game where he goes through and like crashes through the city and destroys other monsters. 
there's a reference to Angerus and uh, how Angerus once fought go, uh, a gigantus that has since been banned from his plane of existence. It's yeah. like a play on. Yeah, we don't talk about gigantus. <laughs> gigantus. Uh, yeah. And then after this, Angerus and Godzilla become good buddies. They're friends in later movies, even though Godzilla killed him in this one. <laughs> yeah you can't get too bogged down in the <laughs> the overall story here plot continuity in these movies uh, although they it's did like, keep it's kind of like with jason uh, like you mentioned yeah earlier, you know, it's like you can't really in, insist that there's continuity across several decades mm-hmm. but actually there is a little bit you guys remember do you remember how king kong versus godzilla starts Mm-mm. okay well, let a serious Godzilla fan tell you. Hey, hey I brought it back. Um, <laughs> well done. The, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, remember, at the beginning of that movie, Godzilla comes out of an iceberg. So it's kind of continuing from this movie. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yep, so that's Godzilla Raids again. I And honestly, I think if next time I watch this movie, I probably will watch the American version just because... This movie to me is just okay, but the American version is more like silly, cheap, bad, bad in a fun way. You know, like the kind of stuff it's good for like mystery science theater or something mm. for Sven Gulli to show and laugh about. Uh, it's more fun that way with the, the dubbing and all that. So that's probably what I'll watch next. Okay, that's Godzilla Raids again. Anything else to say? <laughs> did we cover it all? I think we did. I think we I did. Think yeah, yeah. Pick other Godzilla movies. If you're a casual Godzilla fan, pick other Godzilla movies. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah exactly. Not, not, not the highest rated, but uh, not terrible either. Not terrible. So we've now covered the first three in the series. Um, and if, so in a few more episodes, I think the next one is Godzilla versus Mothra, which is actually one of the, the Ooh, considered Mothra. one of the better ones. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that one. All right, so next up, what do we have next? Next is Mia's pick. Mia, tell us what's our next episode going to be. We're going to watch James Wan's Malignant. Malignant, yeah, it came out last year, yeah. right? It's creepy as fuck, guys. Be prepared. It is modern I creepy it. horror. I It creeped me out. I mean, not a lot of them. It has to be pretty creepy and unexpected to creep me out. Have you watched it yet, Jared? I have seen Malignant. It was really caused a lot of talk, discussion uh, last year when it came out. And I'm usually really far behind on new movies, but I watched that one pretty quickly. And uh, yeah, yeah, I liked it. So looking yeah, forward to talking wow. about that one. It's a really, it's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. So we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Um, if you like Godzilla, check back in, listen to our other Godzilla episodes. We're going to try and eventually get through the whole series. It'll take years. at this rate a few years, but uh, we'll get there. And check back in next week for Malignant. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, everybody. See you later. See you. Bye. bye.